Welcome to the Tash Show Podcast. How about this guy? Uh, Anthony Thomas, Memphis, Tennessee, called the cops Monday to report a carjacking. Said he was sitting in his car when two guys forced him out and drove away with it. Cops ran his license plate, found out the car had been towed a few hours before he claimed it was stolen. And that's when he broke down, admitted he hadn't been carjacked. The car was towed while he was with his mistress, and he didn't want his wife to find out about the affair. Oh, (laughs) no. (laughs) That's what you get. Yeah, one small lie turns into a bigger lie. Oh, geez. Now not only does his wife know about the affair, but he's been charged criminally with filing a false police report. Yeah, that's a tough one. Should have just paid the tow truck fee. You pay with play with fire long enough, eventually you're going to get burned. Mm-hmm. And also, if you're cheating on your wife, put some money in the meter. <laughs> right. <laughs> Plan ahead, a little <laughs> foresight. It sounds exhausting, having an affair. Yeah. I, I know some people who have been caught, who have been in that situation, and they've been uh, trying to keep a couple of relationships on the go. Like yeah. It's so much work just to maintain one relationship. <laughs> there's no way there's not going to be a breaking point, right? Yeah. You're going to get found out eventually. You're going to get your stories mixed up. You know, like how do you keep track what story is what? I, I love the stories, Taz, where the guy has two families. Full on, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, for not 10 that you years. condone it. You no, just no, find no. It fascinating. I find it like, how do you go through your life? Like, okay, oh, this guy's on business trips Monday to Friday, and then I see him every weekend, but he's got a full other family in Wisconsin, and he lives in St. Louis or something like that. It's crazy how you could even put yourself in that position and think you're not going to get caught eventually. Yeah. Like, what do you do on Father's Day? For <laughs> 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 your birthday, you it's going to come crashing down. <laughs> And we're talking about ways that people get caught when they're living double lives, having affairs. Maggie sent us a text message here. says, I uh, caught my former boyfriend because of his air miles points. So I guess she noticed that. Wow. <laughs> he had been accumulating a lot of air miles points and confronted him on the issue. And at that point, he had to explain. Yeah. I'm like, I uh, went to the LCBO a lot. Yeah. I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm a blatant alcoholic. <laughs> hey, go ahead. You're on with Taz and Jim. Uh, hey, you were asking for stories about people getting caught in their uh, lies. Yeah. Uh, this is not my story, but I remember reading an article a little while ago about a guy that had two families, same kind of situation, but he had told both families that he worked on the oil rigs and his schedule was such that he did a month on and a month off so they wouldn't see him for a month at a time. And I remember reading in the article, the kids thought it was weird because at Christmas time, he didn't like spending too much time with his family and he would always go for a long walk by himself and spend time by himself on Christmas morning. And they figured out that was when he was going and spending time with his other family. Oh. What was he actually doing to make money then? I have no idea. Huh. But the, in, the, in the article, it said they didn't actually find out about his second life until he passed away and both families showed up at his funeral. Whoa. <laughs> How do you Awkward. get away with it that long? That's like, commitment, man. I know things like that, like keep me up. Like if I haven't paid a bill in a while or something like that, and like it, you know, you can't sleep a night or something. Like imagine two families, and you having to like mentally deal with that every single day. It's a lot of work. I have one family, and it's a lot of work. Yeah, 
<laughs> There's times where I think I have told my wife something and I told it to somebody completely different or vice versa. I told her something and I, I think that I didn't tell her. Imagine keeping that going with two different women. Yeah. And imagine having two sets of toddlers at home at the same time. I don't understand how you would have, like, you would think you'd, your ID would have the wrong address if you're with the wrong family. and then you're I, like, I just don't understand what the appeal of the whole situation yeah. is. <laughs> just join one of those religions where you have, like, four wives, the old sister wives thing. That's what I would do. Even that sounds exhausting. <laughs> I know, but at least you don't have to live a lie. <laughs> Thanks for the call, man. No problem. Oh, this one is brutal. Just got a text message. Hey, Taz and Jim, my story, I was six months pregnant in the hospital because of complications, and my man had visited me earlier in the day. When he went home, he said, I'm going to stay in and watch some TV. The next morning, I called him, no answer. So I called my sister's house, and her son answered the phone. I asked him if Grant was there. His reply was yes, but he's still in bed with mommy. Oh, no. Cheating with the sister. I got dressed, left the hospital in a cab, went to my sister's. He was still in bed. I woke him up with a punch to the face and told him to go pay for my effing cab. <laughs> Later, the hospital called, told me I needed to get back there. They knew what had happened because they had talked to my roommate, so I made him take me to the hospital and do the walk of shame down the maternity ward. That's honestly, I know we're laughing, but you lose a sister and your husband in that situation. Who would just, you be more mad at? Probably my sister. Yeah? Yeah. Me and my brother caught my stepfather having an affair with another man. Long story short, my mom's not with him anymore. Yikes! <laughs> How about this story? This happened to two guys I went to school with. Their dad had a secret second family for 14 years until both his sons, who both had the same first, middle, and last name... Ended up at the same high school together in the same class even. They also looked similar to each other and they may as well have been twins. They both immediately confronted their parents and said, hey, something weird's going on. What? <laughs> See, that's how you keep it straight. If you have two families, you got to name the kids the same, the same name. That yeah. way you can't accidentally call one kid by the wrong name. Yeah, and you got you to gotta date a girl with the same name too. So yes. if you call her Sharon... And the other one's sharing, too. Then you don't get in trouble. We're not trying to help you get no, away with no, it here. No. But if you're going to give it a try, find a family, a second family that has the exact same name as your first family. <laughs> Everyone talking about a new movie hitting theaters today. One small thing. Yeah. When you bring me out, can you introduce me as Joker? Joker in theaters this weekend, and Joaquin does look creepy, man, in this uh, this trailer. I'm excited. I want to see it. You, you know me. I'm a comic book guy, Jim. Mm-hmm. Joker, one of my favorite villains. I've grown up reading his comic books. I've read novels about Joker. Of course, he uh, he's a, a staple in terms of super villains, and. This movie is getting a lot of attention uh, because of the perceived impact it's going to have in terms of inspiring acts of violence. There's a, a number of people who seem to think that impressionable folks who go see Joker maybe afterwards will carry out some sort of violent attack. And there's uh, also concern about what happened in Colorado in Aurora where there was a, uh, a shooting 
at the uh, the Batman movie. Mm-hmm. Remember that? And the guy who shot up the theater, many said he was dressed like the Joker. Now, people behind this movie have been defending it for the last couple months to the point where they stopped doing press. They're like, okay, all the questions seem to be the same. But here is Todd Phillips, the director of the film, talking about uh, the controversy. Do you understand at least why people might be a little scared going into it? I mean, I think that, you know, Aurora is obviously a horrible, horrible situation. And, 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 but even that is not something you blame on the movie. And quite frankly, if you do your own research about Aurora, that gentleman wasn't even going in as Joker. That was misreported. His hair was dyed red. He was having a, obviously... A mental breakdown and there's something um, horrifying about it but it wasn't related to it outside of the fact that it happened at a movie theater um, but this is not the thing that the movie is trying to represent this is not the you know the movie still takes place in a fictional world it can have real world implications opinions but it's a fictional character in a fictional world that's been around for 80 years the one that bugs me more is in toxic white male thing when you go, oh, well, I just saw John Wick 3. He's a white male. He kills 300 people, and everybody's laughing and hooting and hollering. Why does this movie get held to different standards? Yeah, kind of true. Yeah. I, I did see John Wick, and people were applauding every time he killed somebody. Of course. <laughs> but, you know, I guess in that movie, he's the good guy. He's the, the bad guy's guy. killed his dog, and he's... Yeah, you don't kill the dog. No, yeah. So much talk now about something happening because of this movie... Is that going to be the trigger for somebody to go out? Hey, look at all the attention that I'm yeah. going to get if I uh, if I do something stupid after seeing Joker. It's like they've pointed a spotlight at the stage. Nobody's in it, but they're like, "Here's the spotlight. Who's Who going to step it? in?" Yeah. There's rumors that there has been a credible threat about a mass shooting or some sort of event surrounding this film. Uh, We don't know if that is true, but we do know that the New York Police Department is putting undercover police officers in screenings of Joker this weekend. Yeah. It's in theaters this weekend. Definitely getting a lot of talk. Joker. Taz Jim and Devin Peacock here. Toronto Maple Leafs back in action last night. Big win over the Senators, Dev. Yeah, 5-3, final score for Toronto. Um, it was John Tavares' night being named uh, captain. He came out last with the C, but Austin Matthews kind of uh, maybe uh, stole a bit of the thunder in a good way. He had two, two goals. goals. Yeah. You kind of have to. After that? Yeah, after the underpants debacle. It's, you know, <laughs> if anything, if anybody needed a good game last night across the league, it was Austin Matthews. 100%. But, I mean, for a lot of guys, I mean, uh, Tyson Berry, the new defenseman, basically Jake Gardner's replacement had a, a pretty little sp- spin move. Set up Ilya Mikheyev, a rookie, for his first goal of the season. Cool. Uh, Mitch Marner had a pretty uh, sweet assist to Matthews for one of his goals. Uh, Nylander to Matthews was what set up uh, one of Matthews' goals. That was like a classic from Matthews' first uh, game ever when he had the four goals against Ottawa a couple years ago. So, like, all of the guys you want to, you know, see some good stuff out of Showed it last night. Freddie Anderson, maybe a little bit weak, but the Leafs also challenged one goal that was scored by uh, Ron Hainsey, called back, and that was really the momentum in the game because right after the Leafs go down, Matthews scores, it's 3-2 for Toronto, and they never look back. Matthews having a good game probably means he's not going to shave that mustache for a while. eh? (laughs) His good luck mustache. Good, keep it. 
He's losing his hair on top for sure. As a bald guy, I can I can kind of see where he's what he's going through right now because I've been there. Mm-hmm. My early twenties. It's it's the old distraction technique. You start losing on top, so you start growing hair other places. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ladies, draw the eye from there to here. Yeah. Uh, ladies, my mustache is down here. Thank you. <laughs> the trick is like if you if you don't want to go full bald, like start doing like the peppering like the fake hair in now, so that. When you do get it, yeah, like you got to get it. He's got to get on the Rogaine yeah. immediately if he doesn't want that hair to fall out. You, 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 why fight nature? Just shave your head. There's That's nothing wrong with with shaving the head. And when you're clinging on to it, it can look all right. Like he's got mm-hmm. a grease back, and you know it can look. It, if it's receding, it still looks kind of cool. You still got the flow going. He's so young though, dude. I'm telling you, I've seen it before. If he doesn't get on something. That's that's going to be gone in the next four years. Like he'll be uh, in my situation yeah. in no time. Mark Messier looked great with if, a bald head. If he's okay with that, great. I'm fine with it. Devin, you're a bald man. You're okay with it. I decided to go bald like 12 years ago. I saw it was happening. I got ahead of the curve. <laughs> <laughs> the worst thing you can do is be in denial and start the coma over, though. Yeah. Like, that mustache is creepy enough. Austin Matthews with a full-on Big Earn McCracken from uh, Kingpin coma, uh, coma yeah. over. That's not going to be a good look for anybody. <laughs> it's not going to sell the jerseys. <laughs> okay, well, I, I bet you, Devin, that the Senators would win the game last night. I lost. So I have to read a statement that you have written for me. I have not seen this. I'm going to read it cold. And this is for all you Leaf fans out there. Thank you. (laughs) It's your old buddy Taz. I want to take a moment to tell you how much I admire local beefcake Devin Peacock. (laughs) You know him as the sports genius who is losing, ironically, on purpose to Dunner's Twin Boys Weekly with NFL picks. But I know him as a friend, a mentor, and total beefcake. Just when you think you have all the answers, he changes the questions. Back in 2007, Devin won a seven-hour breakdance battle with fellow beefcake John Tesh. His breakdancing taught me it was okay to love again. And how to discipline a child. What? <laughs> In conclusion, Devin is a total beefcake who could totally win every week of NFL picks if he really wanted to. And I honestly hope he wins every week. Devin is the best. Love, Taz. Wow. Really trying to make that beefcake name <laughs> stick, eh, Devin? <laughs> kind of sounds like Peacock. Beefcake, Peacock. Yeah. Uh, this just highlights how weird Devin is, right? <laughs> <laughs> He's strange, dude. Here, take that away. I want to see you peacock. Devin Peacock still glowing over a big victory last night. Leafs taking down the Senators. And the uh, secondary storyline, they named a new captain, Dev. John Tavares was uh, what people were thinking uh, after or before the game, after all the uh, Austin Matthews stuff uh, came down, uh, that he would be the uh, choice for captain. It was basically Matthews, Tavares, Riley. Uh, heavy money was on Tavares, and people who were saying that were uh, correct because he was named the 25th captain, came out last uh, last night to a huge ovation and the story of how he found out he would be named captain is pretty cool. It was on Monday so like a, he missed the very start of training camp by like a day or something like that because his wife 
gave birth to their first son, Jace. And so when he was called into Kyle Dubas's office the other day, he walks in, sees his wife there, sees his son there. Oh, am his, I getting fired? <laughs> <laughs> and his son was wearing his jersey with a C on it. That's, That's pretty cute. cool. Yeah. Is this a thing? Is this a, is is naming a captain turning into like prom posing? Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do all teams go to elaborate little set up gimmicks to let their captain know that they are going to be wearing the C? So the Vancouver Canucks also are going to be naming their new captain. Bo Horvat, former Knight, is the heavy favorite to uh, get the C uh, out in Vancouver. They are going to be doing something that seems to be somewhat similar to the Leafs. where <laughs> They're taking them in a hot air balloon. They're going <laughs> to mow in the grass. Will you be my captain? <laughs> uh, before their first home game, they are going to announce who their captain is. I mean, for the longest time, teams didn't do they're, this. They're going to inject him with a sedative, and <laughs> while he's out cold, they're going to tattoo a C on his back. Yeah. And then, while he's in the showers, they're going to hold up a mirror and say, turn around, look over your shoulder. <laughs> what? Guys, guys? captain, you guys are the best. <laughs> One of the things that's been bugging me about all the captain talk with uh, the Leafs is all the media complaining about, oh, we got to talk about the captaincy again. No, you don't. You're the media. Yeah. You can decide what you want to talk about, what you don't want to talk about. Like I watch TSN, Sportsnet, all these guys, oh, we got to talk about captain again. No. You guys keep talking about it. So I'm glad for that reason alone that this is over so we don't have to hear the media whining about the captain talk, which the media started and continued. I think I did mention a couple times that I was getting a little tired of the... The captain talked through. They, they they dragged it out pretty good. I think it's like a social social media age that we live in, right? Something to get hyped up. It starts right before the first game of the season. It is it is to get headlines and stuff. And so the, I guess the media are kind of right that they're being played, but they're also on board because they are need to fill time. They're driving that bus. I mean, I do think like the, the captaincy is kind of overrated just because you're going to have leaders on the team regardless. And the, the C is really for ceremonial purposes. In the room, you have tons of leaders in many different ways. They all don't have to wear the C. Pull up in a limo, some <laughs> balloons. Will you be my captain? <laughs> See you at the game. <laughs> 52 year old guy named Ethan from New York City. Uh, he he's a baseball fan. He spent a lot of time over the summer going to batting cages. Back at the end of August, he was working on his swing and decided to uh, to take it up a notch. He went into the seventy five mile an hour cage. When he stepped up to the plate, he immediately took a seventy five mile an hour fastball to the groin. Oh. Says he fell down in agony. It was the worst pain on a scale of one to ten. It was like a billion. <laughs> Not how that works, but okay. <laughs> he took an ambulance to the emergency room. Uh, he had bruising, internal bleeding on his leg, and some other parts. Urologist told him he could wind up losing one of his boys in the future because of the injury. So now he's suing for $100,000. Says the batting cage was faulty because he only had five seconds from when he put the coin in to when the ball started firing, so he didn't have enough time to get in position. But still, you'd think to get hit in the groin, you'd have to be facing the pitching machine. But if you're a lefty, 
And right? then you cross and over co- the plate. And the coin things on the uh, yeah. If you have to cross over the plate to yeah. get in position, okay, you could see it happening. Hmm. Or this could be just a play by this guy to make some money, right? Is it worth a hundred thousand dollars <laughs> to stand in front of a seventy-five mile an hour? Pitch. I'd much rather do something like slip on some quote unquote ice and break my leg than get my junk smashed with a, with a hard ball. <laughs> I, there's easier sacrifices to make for a hundred grand. Imagine pumping yourself up mentally for that, Jim. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Only 364 more days to hockey tryouts. I can do this. <laughs> How many times would he have, have let a pitch go by before he finally stepped in front of one? <laughs> okay, the next one. <laughs> Next. No, one. no, okay. You can do this. You can do, you this. do this, Jeremy. Come on, Ethan. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, his name was Ethan. Yeah. Suing uh, for a hundred thousand dollars because he got hit in the junk with uh, with a pitch at a batting cage. <laughs> do you remember? This is like fourteen years ago. We had a guy on this show dressed in a suit of armor. He dressed in a, like a knight, okay, like yeah. an old school knight. He dressed in a suit of armor. We found a local guy who makes suits of armors. <laughs> <laughs> Coincidentally, I, I think I, I just said on the air, wouldn't it be funny to do this? And then some guy called and said, well, I make suits of armor. Yeah. So uh, I, I can lend you one if you want. And we got one of our listeners in a suit of armor taking pitches to the suit of armor. Oh man. I want like obviously it would hurt Getting less. His cage rattled. But yeah, the echo inside there and I wonder it would hurt in a whole different way. I'm sure the the radio station if they had read this story beforehand, they wouldn't have signed off on that. A <laughs> uh, 100,000 bucks. Not worth it. That's the Taz Show podcast. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And remember, you can tune in on the radio, 95.9 on the uh, dial in the London area. That's FM 96 or FM 96.com.